Today I want to share with you what has deeply inspired me and made my heart sing this past week. Welcome to Love featuring your host, Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I've had a week that has deeply inspired me and I really want to share with you why. I've banged on for dozens of episodes about the power of setting intent. I've repeatedly talked of being bold and going first, of leading by example, of having the deep belief that you are energetic creators and true life game changers. I've played with energy for decades. I've experimented with intent. I've witnessed countless times the power of influence we have over another, both in love and in fear. Yet it still excites me to witness it happening again in the positive. It's like watching magic happen or maybe even being the magician. People are inherently kind when they are not in fear. People want to be connected, social, belong, feel good about themselves and others. However, so often people need leadership of how to do this. And today I want to give you all a call to action on leadership. Whether it's having it role modeled to them or it's being told it's okay to behave in a certain way, often giving them permission almost to do what it is they really want to do, but they feel like they need permission. Last week, I spent three days in fear. I'm not talking anxiety. I'm talking fear. Fear I'd made a dreadful mistake. So let me tell you about it. Friday night, I held an event for 120 nervous, some socially anxious, and all very genuine single people. I've noticed over the past few years an increase in the number of single people that were contacting our service, yet they weren't actioning in participation. And I felt it was like the fear of the unknown that was preventing people from joining in. And so I decided there needed to be an additional step in helping people to socialize. It was time for another of what I like to call my social experiments. I offered an event for people to come to only if they had never been to a singles event before. That meant they'd never pushed through their nerves, their fears, anxiety, and turning up by themselves to a room full of single people to meet. I can only imagine some of the fear these people may have been experiencing. What if no one talks to me? What if I'm left standing by myself with a nervous fake smile on my face? Or what if somebody talks to me who I don't want to talk to? How do I get away? What if, what if, what if? As the event date came closer, the emails, messages and texts started flooding in from many of the potential attendees that had booked in with things like, any tips for nerves? I'm arriving alone. Is that okay? I don't know anyone. I've never done this before. What should I do? I spent hours sending out group emails with tips and positive affirmations to help them to really push through this fear. Yet I was feeling the responsibility of holding the space for these people. I expected on the night maybe around 50% to show up and 50% not making it. And I totally understand people not showing up. Yet on this night, 
all 120 brave souls faced their very real fears and they wanted to reach for something that they deeply desired to be connected with new people and they showed up. I only had two rules for the night that I pushed really hard on them in the lead up encouraging emails. Now rules, let's replace that word with intense, too intense for the night for the guests. One, you must arrive with a smile. It is our calling card. And when it's genuine, even if it's a bit of, you know, fake it at first, get that smile on your face and fake it. It then ultimately moves to the eyes, which really are the windows to our soul. And my second rule was no cold shoulders. Treat others as we wish to be treated. I have a kind of observation of people that I like to do. I like to observe who saves their best behavior for only those they deem worthy. The question I look for is, how does someone treat everyone, not just some people? So I wanted to have the intent of connecting with kindness with everyone, not just some people. And the result, it was breathtakingly beautiful. About a year ago, I did an episode where I asked the Love Life Tribe, what is beauty? And most described beauty in a similar way, seeing emotion, seeing kindness, seeing humanity. And this is exactly what I saw on Friday night. Beauty everywhere I looked, everywhere I turned, and it really did take my breath away. It actually brought tears to my eyes. I was witnessing pure heart space emotion in action, and it was breathtaking. About two hours into the night, I realized that this really is the very best event I had ever hosted. Now, that's a big statement considering I've hosted or managed over probably 5,000 events in my life. So why was this one so successful? I really wanted to understand so I could recreate it. And I feel it's for a few reasons. First, this was shared vulnerability. So whatever you are wanting to inspire others, look for shared vulnerability as a potential ability to hold an energetic space consistently. 100% of the attendees were completely new to this, so they all had that shared vulnerability. We didn't have the overly confident in attendance, the people that can intimidate others. We didn't have the slightly jaded negative person there, you know, that can make others feel less than great. We only had those with a shared vulnerability of trying something new and a common ground and deep commitment of wanting to connect with new people. These people showed up with a common, specifically set intent, and they delivered on that intent. They put the action in. The room was really buzzing, loads of new connections made, friendships started, for some dates planned, and my personal goal was to see 100% of people leave with smiles on their faces. Now, 100%, mm, to be fair, I can't be responsible for someone else's happiness. However, I can still have an intent to help it along. And we did achieve that. Well, we achieved 99%. One person probably wasn't very happy because in his nerves, he drank too much alcohol and hence he lost his intent along the way. Then a few days later on the Sunday, I hosted a talk on how to date happily. 
Now, I've given this talk plenty of times, but again, brave people were turning up, vulnerable people. It would be easy to not attend this event as ego can really prevent people from admitting they may need some help in an area many like to believe they know all about and don't really need help with. However, I too was feeling brave and vulnerable. I had new content to deliver and I wanted to do it freestyle. I wanted no notes, just half-channeled, half-spoken monologue for about two and a half, three hours. I wanted this talk to be really heart-centered. So that meant PowerPoint, handouts and pre-planned exercise really didn't, they weren't going to work. I didn't want the interrupting of those exercises and things to change the energy flow. So I was nervous. I set my intent for all the participants to receive useful information to create a new energetic way of being. And I also set my intent for me to receive some much needed external validation from either the participants or the universe. As I joined the participants post-talk for a glass of wine and some socializing, I shared my vulnerability with some of the attendees. And I received some wonderful validation from some very successful business people that I respect and even a university lecturer who teaches people how to lecture, that what I had delivered was absolutely suitable, that it was appropriate, and that they loved it because they could ride on my passion and deep understanding of the topics I was delivering. I share this because it's okay to ask for validation when you're pushing through something. So include that in your intent setting. And for me, intent achieved. However, the universe wasn't quite done with keeping me 100% present and feeling validated. As I left the venue, I had such deep appreciation and gratitude to the universe. It was a couple of days of really nailing two events that I was very nervous about and had some fear around. But the universe had a few more tricks of synchronicity up its sleeve to deliver to me. As I turned my car on, the song I danced at my wedding too with my husband came on, A Kiss from the Rose. So the tears started flowing down the face and I really did feel deeply blessed. But as that song finished, the following song was another big personal anthem for me, Phil Collins' In the Air Tonight. This particular song I associate with adrenaline. I used this song 20 years ago when I was choreographing the opening entertainment spectacular for the launch of Super League. Some of you might remember that. For the non-sporting people, it was a rugby sporting event that a big TV businessman created, Kerry Packer, created as a new way of sport being shown. So while this was now 20 years ago, this night was another event that I was full of fear about. I really was putting myself on the line that night. And yes, it turned out great and the fear that led up to it was very real. So two songs on the radio of two very big days in my life. And as I sat in that music, I actually felt what can only be described as self-actualization. I felt deeply aligned with my purpose, but there was more to share in my purpose. I feel purpose changes like everything. It ebbs and flows. It grows. It recedes. It morphs into something else as we journey this life. I share all this with you as I want to once again reinforce the power you have, the ability to clearly set your intent and deliver. And I encourage you to dig deep, to create bravery, to be deeply aware 
of how the universe is supporting you and has your back. And most of all, to ask you, how are you able to be of service to others? What is it you can help give them permission to do? And it's likely what you do easily and effortlessly. For others, it may be the same desire, but it may be a challenge for them. Can you step up in your boldness and go first? Can your intent be stronger, bigger, bolder, more out there? Because I promise you, the bolder you are, the greater the results you'll see and how you're guiding, influencing and encouraging others. So many of you are leaders, healers, teachers, and I really want to inspire you to go bigger. Yet the inspiration for us so often is tiny and subtle and small, and it can be missed easily if we are not open to receiving this guidance. Look for the simple. For me, it was creating a simple event to overcome a common problem. It's so often the very tiny, simple intent and action that really will produce the biggest results. So what does it look like to go first, to set an intent, to action it, and to lead from the heart? What do these tiny moments of influence really look like? About six months ago, I had the lovely Catherine Hills come and visit me in Australia from England. You might know Catherine as one of the lovely Love Life Facebook group administrators. Now, while Catherine was here, we recorded a few conversations. One, however, was after Catherine had seen something role-modelled to her that inspired her. And it was something that actually happened in only five seconds. So have a listen to our conversation. So obviously I've been um, I've been very lucky enough to spend some time with Jane while I'm visiting Adelaide in Australia. Um, and there was one thing that actually really uh, made me notice um, the way that Jane talks to uh, men, to guys, is as we're wandering around and we're interacting with different people. And for me, I don't tend to do that too often. And I'm more comfortable talking to women if I'm bumping into people, strangers, saying hello. I'm very comfortable doing that with women. Not so much with guys. Um, and I know that that's my own thing that I'm trying to learn. But I really just wanted to ask about that and about why, why you're doing that why you're interacting with guys, how you're doing it. I think there's a lot that ties in with masculine and the feminine at the moment. So really just wanted to ask some questions about that. Oh, I've always joked and said I'm, I'm every girl's best wingman, yes. but I'm also every guy's best wingman as well. Thank you for saying that. That's a really nice thing. But I don't really think I see the difference in the gender. Like I don't – I'm not deliberately talking to men and not women. I think I do it with women as well. I think that you probably just notice me interacting with men more because that's something that you're wanting to have role modelled maybe. Mm -hmm. But for me, I think it starts as a highly sensitive child. I can go back to, you know, being seven years old and the big realisation that people aren't kind. Mm -hmm. And my default is definitely to smile Mm -hmm. and I was that little girl that ran around and talked to strangers and said things that came into my mind and I would converse with anyone and everyone and I love chatting with people. And I don't think that ever changed, although, of course, the walls went up, the defences came in, 
the understanding that not everybody is open to just having a chat. And then through the years of self-development and really understanding that the energy that I put out is what I get back, is realizing how hugely dynamically powerful each of us are in our intent and how we energetically deliver ourselves to connect with another person. And once I started playing with that, and for years I played with it as an experiment, you know, I'd see what happens, I'd observe what happens when I'm in a bad mood. Oh, look at that. Everyone else around me is too. Mm-hmm. What happens when I'm in a really good mood? Look at that. Everyone else gets in a good mood too. A mood too. And the evidence was absolutely 100% there that I create this. So it was in that point that I made a commitment to try and let go of the defences to not be attached to how people react to me, but to be the spreading of, well, I'll say love, but really I just want to be that smiley, happy girl, walking around freely, not wondering if I'm at a festival and there's people everywhere and it doesn't matter what direction I turn in and who I bump into, that my default setting, my resting face is a smile. It's lovely. It's so good to see. So one particular example, I think it was um, possibly the, the third night, um, uh, we, we went we went to... Um, I don't even remember the third night. Where did yeah. we go? <laughs> <laughs> we went to, um, we went to um, just walk around and have a look at some of the bars and um, I think we walked along the beach and stuff like that. But there were two young, young guys, uh, they must have been sort of late teenage age, um, and they led us across the road first I don't even remember that I remember it because I it made me stop and look and I thought that's beautiful because you I said oh thank you um but you went oh look at this amazing chivalry is alive and well and you said it and you the way you said it was was just it was just a lovely gift and these two guys um their uh, their postures changed and they looked at each other and they were like oh wow that thank thank you and it's like no one had ever appreciated anything properly for them before and it was like appreciating these two guys who had let these two girls cross the road first and it was a lovely little energy exchange there and I just remember thinking those two guys are going to go off and they're going to have a great evening because they're going to feel really good about themselves they're going to feel you know appreciated for who they are just for that one little moment of exchange and it was wow. a really lovely thing to see so do you not remember i do remember, remember now we were, yeah, yeah. we were crossing a train line a tram yeah. line and they let us go first yes but i had forgotten that and wow okay isn't that interesting so much going on in my mind well the first thing that i would say is that isn't it interesting that you've observed this see i may i often will deliver something heart-centered in a moment but then I turn my body language away and move on Mm. it's a it's a it's just an energy I wish to gift Mm -hmm. and I'm not waiting for a response and I'm not waiting for a validation you you crossed and I I was still there with them so you were able to watch I saw the 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 glance that they gave to each like almost like in in shock like not shock but in astonishment oh my goodness this this straight this this stranger has just made us feel so good about you know being a man and and, and honoring the police you said and, and a police you said stranger and a strange person <laughs> 
Look, you know, that just brings me to, okay, so that's an interesting observation because mm-hmm. I've not witnessed that. So here's the exercise for people to do. Go out in pairs. Mm. One of you lead with a compliment or a genuine heart-centered, heartfelt engagement mm-hmm. and let the other hang back and observe the reaction Yeah, and then share with each other yeah. to gather the evidence of, of just how powerful and dynamic we yeah. are. But why I do it is that I want to be that person because it makes me feel good. Not because I'm trying to be Mother Teresa. No. It's not that. It's actually that I want to be that person that everywhere my eyes scan, wherever I connect, the default is warmth. Mm -hmm. And I was that smiley girl. And you've just reminded me, I was asked a few years ago um, to potentially be a keynote speaker at a national orthodontic conference because they wanted a keynote speaker that was totally different. They didn't want anybody to do with dental. And they knew that I taught about love. And I said, actually, what I'd like to teach, what I'd like to talk about is the power of a smile Mm -hmm. because these orthodontists are giving great smiles. And I wanted to take it deeper than the cosmetic. And I wanted them to understand not just the power of the smile of the person who walks around with their hand, they talk with their hand in front of their mouth yeah. because they're afraid of don't or they don't they don't like their smile or they don't like their teeth mm-hmm. or the person who smiles, yeah, that, that has closed mouth, they won't show their mm-hmm. teeth. But what I wanted to talk about deeper was the power of a smile when that is your default setting and somebody has to go first and our world is so fear-based and people are so defensive and out socially at a festival, well, like we were at a festival last night celebrating St. Patrick's Day and it was crazy. (laughs) I don't know how many thousand. We stumbled across this. We didn't even know it was on. No, no, no. And we ended up with, I don't know, what were there, 5,000? Yeah, people yeah, yeah. and, and St. Patrick's they were all smiling and oh. they were dancing to the music and everyone around just looked really happy all wearing um, green and probably yeah. drinking green beer and drinking lots of Irish. it yeah they good know how to do it. they do they <laughs> sure do and so that was probably an unusual festival because anything Irish is going to be fabulously uplifting yeah but there would still be a heap of people there that their defense is to be why is that person smiling at me mm-hmm. what's wrong and they're looking to see if they've got sauce down their top or yeah. I don't know um toilet paper hanging out of their knickers or something like that. And yet to be really engaging with the the person who serves you their drink or the girl who serves you, you know, the the takeaway street food you've bought Mm -hmm. or, I don't know, the person that lets you get in front of them at the tram. Mm -hmm. It's just a beautiful way to be. But it kind of does bring tears to my eyes that I'm now 53 and I was seven when I realised the world wasn't what I thought it was. And so we're talking 46 years. Is that the mass? That was fast mass. <laughs> and it brings tears to my eyes that the world still isn't smiling. And if I could wave a wand, it would be for each person to smile, to have that as your default setting. Oh, the world would be so different. But it can really change, it can really turn people's days around. So I remember I went, I was having a, I was having a terrible day. I'd, I'd um, gone into a shop and the, the, the checkout girl um, had this incredible, like she was a light worker, no, no doubt. She had the most amazing, cheeky, fun energy. Um, and she went, ah, you have good eyebrows. I really like, I really like eyebrows. And I just thought it was such a funny thing to say. I laughed. And then my whole 
the whole, all of the sort of the, the crap I'd been carrying around that day just kind of went. And I just said, oh my gosh, thank you. That made me laugh. That's so funny. And I that just totally changed my day around. And the effect you can have on people just by doing that small little, I don't know you, but I'm going to chat to you and we're going to have a quick two minute energy exchange. It might even be five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all it takes to... Now, why don't people do that? I think their fear is that if I open up a dialogue with somebody, I might get stuck in a conversation with somebody I don't know, Mm. I don't want to be in a conversation with. Mm -hmm. And so the fear is, again, making assumptions, projecting into the future. Just stay in the now. Mm -hmm. And you can just say, lovely chatting, move on. To be committed to yeah, everything. which I reference back to a podcast. Oh, I'm going to have to find the episode and put it in the show notes because I can't remember what it is. But it was along the lines of I remember I talked passionately about when you know how to say no mm-hmm. to any situation, mm-hmm. it gives you the power to say yes. Mm-hmm. So the reason people don't engage in a conversation mm-hmm. is because they don't know how to get out of it nicely. Mm-hmm without hurting someone's feelings yeah. if they want to get out of it. So that goes into boundaries, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. But it also goes into speaking from your heart and just saying, got to go now. Yeah. And what's your intent? It's like, oh, no, got to go now. Mm. You know, that tone says, I don't want to talk to you anymore, versus got to go now. Yeah. says, enjoy chatting. Yeah. All good. Got to go. Busy. Things to energy. do. Yeah. Can you hear that difference in the tone, you know, up and low tone? So it is really becoming a magician, a master of your own body language and the Mm nonverbal. So it's not just the words. It is the tone of your voice. It's when you breathe. It's when your body is facing into somebody and then you face out. Mm -hmm. It's when you're mirroring their body language, when you're not mirroring their body language. Okay, reference another podcast I did on understanding body language Mm -hmm. where I go into great depth about really becoming aware because your body language, if you find that your heart is singing nice thoughts and your mind is singing nice thoughts, but your words aren't, well, that's because you've got some fear going on that's got to be hidden. Mm-hmm. Or if your body language is really angry while you're trying to force the nice words, it's all signposts to us of stuff we've got to deal with and heal and move forward. Mm-hmm. There is nothing greater in life, nothing greater than being able to walk life freely, whether it's walking into the supermarket, going into work, going to a festival, going to somebody's home to meet new people and not having fear, Mm -hmm. but just going, this will be fun. So do you think now you'll be able to do that? Do you think? And it's it's interesting that you chose the genders because you don't have any trouble talking to women. No, not at all. I'm very, I actually can talk too much to to, to people perhaps, to women. I feel very comfortable with them. Um, And I have been going through a lot of um, learning processes in the last, I would say, well, six months really, trying to break down um, my barriers in terms of being comfortable with men and, and being able to talk to them and just basically seeing them as really nice guys. They're just people and there's nothing wrong with them. There's, they're, they're amazing and, and they have so much to give. Um, and it's it's kind of, I'm, I'm missing out because I'm holding back from that. Um, it's half the population and men are amazing yeah you know i can interact with them very well if it's in a work situation if it's in um, all sorts of situations but i don't connect with them and they are different things and um so yeah so actually just observing someone who who does that um giving gifts to them and and sort of celebrating them was was really eye-opening so it was a lovely gift for me so thank you that's gorgeous. You know who else we're going to thank? I want to reference an episode that we did recently on who do you want to thank? Mm. And Catherine 
was on that show mm-hmm. and yeah. you shared the story of the boy who was attempting suicide and he stepped out in front of your car one night. Yes. And he was the catalyst to you starting to understand the vulnerability of men. Yes. And yeah. so we want to thank him because the timing of that happening, yeah. not long before you came to Adelaide to stay with me, yeah. and then we find, unbeknown to me, that you were even looking for that role model. I had no idea. And well, yet I didn't really either, but it was just it was immediate just seeing you interact with people like that. So the synchronicity is definitely there. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? So we've got to thank the universe. We're going to thank the lovely boy who... Yeah. attempted suicide and we'll send him love and hope that he's healing beautifully yeah and uh thank the gorgeous men that are about to be Catherine's practicing <laughs> practicing people oh gosh good luck to them <laughs> i might take you out tonight and make that happen <laughs> thanks darling that's a nice thing to share i've also been inspired this week by the hashtag on twitter how i will change This campaign started originally with women posting statuses under the MeToo hashtag. This was to share that they too had been victims of sexual harassment or sexual assault. Now, many men jumped in with statuses of how they will change to stop the allowance, the acceptance and apathy around sexual harassment and sexual assault. If you're curious to see how some of these brave and bold men are speaking up, search the hashtag HowIWillChange or to read the stories from women, search the hashtag MeToo. So what inspires you? What makes your heart sing? How can you be of service to others in this area? How can you be helping others by giving them permission to do what they really want to do anyway? We are not all bold and brave, big and loud. However, for those of us that are with a sensitive heart, it really is our job to step up and be of service. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others who may too need encouraging to step up in their leadership. And to help the show be found by many more people, please pop into iTunes, give it a five-star rating, and give it a review. And until next week, be bold, be brave, set your intent, and jump into action. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening, and it's a beautiful day.